right, day four. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, day four. You've made it to day four. Man, I was That's just about to say, <laughs> you made it to day four. Let's a go. Big thing. One time in a row is a fluke. Two times in a row is a coincidence. <laughs> Three times in a row is when you actually start to hit a streak. So you're already at day four. Yeah, you're good. hitting a streak. Mm. Keep going just a little bit at a time. Yep. Yep. So we're still talking about my man, Abram. Abram. So yeah, Genesis 12 was this huge, like colossal, right. <laughs> important chapter in the Bible. Yeah. And now we're in Genesis 13. Yeah. And Abraham has gone through a lot already. He had like a little mini exodus of his own. Right. Where it was a famine in the land of Canaan. Yeah. He had to go down to Egypt. Right. right? And then he comes out of Egypt and goes back to Canaan. And so uh, kind of like Israel will do later. Right. right. It's happening in the father of the faith, Abraham yeah. already. So when he gets back in the land, him and Lot, they load it. Right. They got they got so much, <laughs> Too much. flocks and, and mon- money in our terms, but yeah. they have flocks and herds and all this kind of stuff. And they like, man, we got to separate. Yeah. It ain't big enough for the both of us. Right. All right. And Abraham's like, yo, yo, draw. Where right. you want to go? Lot. This is what I love. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, right. Abram mm-hmm. is going to relate to God based on the promises of God. God yes. says that he's good. Yes. And I. This is the this is the thing right here, bro. Yeah. He's confident in the mm-hmm. security that he has from being with God. So mm-hmm. he doesn't feel like he has to scratch, claw, fight, or compete for a position. At least not right now. There's gonna be times where he yeah. falls off of the deep end. But I think <laughs> right here, one of the things that you see is that uh I think Abram lives with this mindset of, you know. The person above me mm. is more important than the situation around me. That's good. That's and good. so he's like, yeah, yeah. If I'm confident in the who that is above me, mm. then it really doesn't matter what is around me. So lot take the the first pick. Wherever I go, mm. I'm gonna be straight, right? Yeah. And we see it at the top of chapter 13 when it gives um the summary of what takes place the very last phrase in the first paragraph it says this and abram and it was there that he called on the name of the lord yeah and and so we see him praying and once again putting his trust in god and when you're confident in the who that is above you it doesn't matter what's uh, around you you know that you're gonna be straight yeah and then like you said he's living under the promises of god bro and those who are believers who live based on the promises of God yep. do not use the same criteria to make decisions mm. that those mm. who walk by sight do. Right, 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 right. right. So uh, Lot is like, yo, I see this spot. <laughs> it looks dope. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm going to take, my, I'm I'm gonna take all my stuff and I'm going to go there, right? <laughs> right? And Abram's like, no, I live based on the promises of God. And even after that, after yeah. he chooses to stay, God reaffirms his promises. Right, to him, right, right, right. And he, like you said, he he worships. Then in 14, it says right. the stuff of 14. Yep. And in 13, it was saying like, yo, this place that Lot was going, Cass was sinning. Yeah, <laughs> Cass was sinning immensely, right? A whole, a ton. And in 14, my man, you know, uh, Lot gets caught in a, a squabble. He didn't even know it's going to take place, right? So these yeah. kings come to where he is and they take war with the king of Sodom and they take Lot with them. <laughs> yeah. Well, first thing though, <laughs> chapter 13, when Lot goes. Yeah. It's like, yo, Lot just went and he camped near Sodom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then in 14, they ransacked Sodom. Right. 
and they take all the stuff that was in there and Lot was in there, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like you see Lot being near to it, but it's like, yo, sin and a sinful community have a gravitational pull. It's magnetic. So you can be near it Mm -hmm. the way that a nail is near a magnet, mm. that magnet's just gonna pull it closer and closer and closer. And that's what we see in Lot. And yeah, Lot gets hemmed up. Lot's get, Lot, right? get, Lot gets hemmed up, bro. And word get back to Ab- word gets back to Abram. Mm. You know, his uncle. And he's like, oh no, no, no we gotta go get my we gotta yeah, get yeah, my no, they gonna ride. Yeah, hey, yeah. fellas. He's like, yo, hey, let's pull up. 318 men, right. the text says. And he goes against these four kingdoms. Right. Right. And so we even see here that you know, God, like when the Lord is on your side, bro, right. the odds don't matter, bro. Absolutely. And so Abram washes them cats, gets his nephew back, and you even see, like, I think the text is trying to show us, bro, like I said before, that God is trying to establish his kingdom, right? his rule, right? Yep. So the kings of this earth, right, don't have any power over the yeah. king of kings. Right? Yeah. Yep. So you see that in the Abraham and Lot story. Yeah. Chapter 15, God comes back and reaffirms it, right? Mm-hmm. And what I love about chapter 15 is not just the promise, but the back and forth, mm-hmm. right? So God comes and he's like, yo, Abram, I got you. I'm your shield. I'm your reward. Yeah. And here's what we see, right? Um, there's a lot being made right now of people that have said, yo, when I first came to faith, I didn't feel like I could question the Bible or God. I grew up in a tradition where Mm. it was like, yo, if God said it, I've just got to take it, right? Mm, mm. Abram's not that. Mm. God's like, yo, I'm going to be your sword and shield. And he's like, all right, God, but I ain't got nothing. You know what's crazy? Yeah. It says, the text says, all right, Abraham believed God. Yeah. And it was credited to him as righteousness, right? right? So that's Genesis 15, 7. And the thing is, Paul is going to use that, bro, as the proof text that people are saved or justified by faith. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, he makes the question, bro. Right. So after he saved, like you said, after you saved, God, how do I really know? Yeah. He struggled with assurance. He struggled with the promises of God, just like all of us. This is Abram, though. The presence of doubt does not mean the absence of faith. Amen. Both can exist in the same heart. They both, both of them have a long-term lease in your heart, right? Yeah. And what I love, bro, is that there's this back and forth. Like you said, this is the first time in the Bible somebody is declared righteous. righteous. Yeah. And then it's only after that in Genesis 15, God then tells him, all right, bet here's what's going to take place. And God predicts the Exodus. Mm-hmm. And after the Exodus is going to be when God gives the law. And so right now, there is no moral law or mm-hmm. instruction mm-hmm. for Abram to keep, mm-hmm. and yet he's still declared righteous just to show us, listen, if righteousness was based on our ability to keep the law, yeah. God would have given Abraham the law, mm-hmm. and he would have declared Moses righteous, right? right, right. right? But God declares Abraham yeah. Righteous before the law ever comes in so that all of us would know that righteousness is about our trust and obedient response to the word of God and who God is, Mm. not our ability just to keep an arbitrary moral law. But also, too, like you said, so we we see that, right? Like he's saved by grace. Yeah. But also to to answer his question about how can he know, right? He gives this weird ceremony. Oh uh, yeah, right. So um, in the ancient world, 
there was this. So we know that Abraham had a covenant. Abram had a covenant with God. Right. right? This oath bound promissory relationship. Yeah. And here he gives this ceremony to show that he is committed to the covenant and his promises. Break it down because it is kind of weird. Like, <laughs> yo, I'm going <laughs> to chop these cows and goats in half and I'm going to pass through. Yeah. So like uh, in the ancient world, it's called a suzerain vassal treaty. Yeah. Right. And all it is, is this covenant or relationship that is established between a king and right. a servant. Yeah. Right. And so the king comes to the servant and he usually gives him things to do. Right. And he says, if you don't do them, guess what? I need you to cut these animals in half and walk between them because I want you to know. I want you to know <laughs> that if you don't do, come through on your promise or, or on your uh, promises to me, this is what's going to happen to you. Yeah. But we see the reversal of this cultural custom right. with God. Yeah. Where the, the fire, which is a theophany of appearing of the presence of God, walks through the animals. So God is saying, in other words, if you fail, this is what I'm going to do. If I fail, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right? And we see in the personal work of Jesus, God comes and takes the curses of his covenant. Mm. So in other words, this relationship, this mm. covenant cannot be broken. God is going to see to it that it is established. Right. And he's even going to die to prove it. Yeah. That he's committed to us. Amen. Yeah. And it's yeah. so just amazing, bro. Yeah. Super important chapter in your Bible. Chapter 16 ends off with Abram and his wife feeling like God needs some help to come through on his work. Right after all that. <laughs> right after all that. <laughs> and what we see is this, bro. One of the things that, that I love in this story mm -hmm. is that they come up with a scheme. Yeah. And their scheme works out just like they planned. Mm. But it didn't work out like they hoped. Mm, that's right. Good. So it's like, yo, even when your scheming goes according to plan, it doesn't work out like you hope. Right. So this, it came through and what they hoped would bring them a sense of peace yeah. only brought more strife. Mm. Right. And so this is going to be like the, you know, the B side to mm. God comes through on his word. Right. Mm. God comes through on his word so we can, right, hope in that, take joy in waiting on God to come through on his word. Mm -hmm. But God comes through on his word, and if we spend our time plotting and scheming, it's not going to lead to the joy that we hope for. It's going to lead to discontentment, angst, anxiety, strife. Yeah, and if, like, we have to let God bring his promises to pass. Right. right? We can't try to go get the promises of God in the way we want to do it. Right. Because like you said, it never turns out well. <laughs> right. Right. And we see that here. And again, too, one, Abraham or Abram uh, is righteous before this. Right. right? And he falls yeah. you know, right after this. Right. He makes, he sins. And after that, you know, Hagar is treated poorly. Right. But you see God run to the mistreated, the right. neglected, and those that are outcasts. And that's the character of our God that even when, you know, he's not going to throw away Abraham one, right. but he's also at the same time going to care for the neglected and hang yeah. on to. Let's pray. Yeah. Yeah. Our Father, today I pray that you would help us uh, yeah, to put our faith first. Would you remind us that our obedience is an outflow of our faith. Help us to respond to the clear words that we know from you. Father, and I pray that you would free us from uh whatever tendency that we have to try to scheme and finagle our way into your blessing would you remind us lord that instead of 
scheming and fighting that we should be those that exist uh, with with a patient anticipation of what you would do. I pray that patience would be the thing that characterizes our mind and our hearts today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.